Key Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra and I'm still big red. Yeah, you are. I've never been ginger. <laughs> yeah, everyone you knows. Sizzle, big you bitch. scorch, and now you I pass the, the torch. Um, yeah, so, hi everybody, <laughs> we are, we are back again, with the last hat pull of the season, oh, the last, which is so weird to think about, the last draft pick, yeah, so, each week, one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score it based on five specific categories, Every week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points wins, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment. I have been thinking up some punishments. I don't want it to be too similar to last year, Yeah. but also last year was very fun, um, but who knows. This week, we are watching the 2000 hit teen comedy um, <laughs> bring it on yeah baby <laughs> so bring it on i a dinosaur so story. i love the summary because it's well written but not accurate okay or great not a super accurate combo. i guess i should say so it says the Toro cheerleading squad from Rancho Carne High School in San Diego has got spirit, spunk, sass, and a killer routine that's sure to land them the national championship trophy for the sixth year in a row. But for newly elected team captain Torrance, the Toro's road to total cheer glory takes a shady turn when she discovers that their perfectly choreographed routines were in fact stolen from the Clovers, uh, Hip hop squad. Oh, East oh no! I don't know about that. Oh no! <laughs> While the Toros scramble to come up with a new routine, the Clovers, led by squad captain Isis, have their own problems. Isis coming up with enough money to cover their travel expenses to the championships. With time running out and the pressure mounting, both captains drive their squads to the point of exhaustion. <laughs> Which, again, I'm like, we didn't get much of them. Um, anyways, Torrance... Yeah, the montage at the end was a little faster. <laughs> yeah. Torrance, hell-bent on saving the Toro's reputation, and Isis more determined than ever to see that the Clovers finally get the recognition they deserve. But only one team can bring home the title, so may the best moves win. I mean, yeah. it's not like 
so far off. <laughs> Only one it's not team super far off. There's just a on. lot of emphasis on the clovers that are like not present in the movie. So yeah, this movie came out in August of 2000. So Holland was eight. Allegra was pretty shy of six. And I was three. Needless to say, I did not see I don't this think... in theaters. I doubt no. any of us the did. The first time I saw this movie was at uh, Nellie and Jacob's house <laughs> when we lived in Arden. Because they had it on VHS. And we watched it a lot. Or at least I watched it a lot. <laughs> yeah, you might have watched it a lot. I don't remember watching this movie all mm-hmm. that much. I remember watching it a decent amount, for sure. Um, yeah, I wanted, I think I saw it. I think this might be the third time I've ever seen it. And the first time in 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's, I feel like everybody's perspectives on this, this rewatch is going to be interesting because I feel like I have broken brain about it and that I have seen it so many times that I'm cannot be very objective about it um I mean there's some things I can be a little more objective about but (laughs) I definitely have big nostalgia goggles whatever are you talking about (laughs) this is a timeless but it's it's interesting but it's interesting (laughs) it's interesting watching it in the year 2022 and I I don't think I've watched it in a really long time um because like I watched it for the first time, I think very close to when it did come out. So it's like, I remember watching it when the culture was different. And now I remember, and like, and periodically throughout the years as the culture was changing, I guess, if that makes sense. So it's a, it's an interesting retrospective of like all of my viewings in one, if that makes sense. I don't know. But... Well, I am excited <laughs> to talk about it. Um, did our parents have any thoughts on this movie? Um, Dad says that he has not seen it. And Mom sent me Checks a pretty out. big paragraph. She said, Haha, oh gosh, that movie. I feel like it was playing all the time. Did you ever have a sleepover with Carly when you didn't watch this movie? Um, side note, Mom, Carly and I mostly watched... Mary Kate National movies on sleepovers, so I don't really get I your facts straight. I think she might be thinking of Shelby, which we'll get back to that in my pre-watch notes. Um, is there a sleepover where you didn't watch this? Or one of its sequels? I've never seen a bring it on sequel either, either, by the way. Ooh, can we we'll have to spend some time talking about the plot to the newest one because it's insane. Oh god, I didn't even look up any of the sequels. Um, it's quintessential Kirsten Dunst. She will always be this character to me, first and foremost. Bring It On feels like a piece of pop culture inextricably linked to Holland's transformation from childhood to preteen, and something that feels like a background track to early 2000s with the cousins. Good memories. Maybe Carly and I did watch it a lot. I don't remember. It I just I think I just it. watched it a lot in general that I, I don't... I do associate it the most with my middle school... Like, elementary school middle school best friend Shelby because I watched it at her house at sleepovers like every time we had a sleepover like we were up ob- 
obsessed with this movie and we could not get an like I rewatched that movie so many times when I was in like fifth and sixth grade. It's insane. Did it make you want to be a cheerleader at all? It made her want to be a cheerleader. Mm. And I never like wanted to be a cheerleader, but I think it like scratched the itch enough of kind of like a sports movie, but it was also like, ooh, but they're in high school and like when you're like 11 and you think high school is like is so far away but you're like dreaming of how cool it's gonna be to be a teenager or at least i did so i think this movie kind of encapsulated a lot of that as well yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i guess maybe that can steer us into pre-watch notes <laughs> i guess i could <laughs> i can i can continue um and i'll start with mine um, yeah, first time I ever watched this was at Nellie and Jacobs. This was also a highly watched movie at Shelby's Sleepovers. Like, when I think of this movie, she also had this on VHS. I think of just, like, sleepovers at her ha- at her apartment. We would always order pizza. She would always, like, dig out the VHS. And I just sort of, like, I picture her bedroom when I think of this movie because that is how often we watched it. Um, and this was also in the times when we went to year-round school so it was when we had like a month off like every three months or whatever so sleepovers during our off track months would last for days because we were just off school forever so there were just like big chunks of time that we were just at each other's houses watching this movie (laughs) One day I'm going to start a business in which all of the employees are on different year-round tracks <laughs> and all of the employees get at least one month off every three months. That would be honestly incredible. I'm going to revolutionize the work week. That would be amazing. <laughs> um, I remember everything about this movie. I honestly think it's one of my all-time faves. Um, this was Mean Girls before Mean Girls in terms of quotability and cultural impact. I stand by that. Um Love the Just What I Need song, iconic scene, toothbrushing scene, so sexually charged, oh my god, opening cheer, iconic, obviously, Gabrielle Union is such a fucking badass, go Clovers, love that the Clovers won at the end, so those are mine. (laughs) I'll go next, since I'm imagining Grey's is the shortest. (laughs) Um, Cheerleaders, Uh, Torrance becomes captain of a prestigious cheer team, only to find out that all their best cheers were stolen from urban youth. To try and correct the wrongs of the past, she and her team, now with cool Burnett that turned me gay, will try and make do. Eliza Dushku? They hire a crazy spirit finger man to design their new routine for the big competition, but it turns out Jazz Hands also taught the same cheer to another team. They do their best and get second, Kirsten Dunst and Clockstoppers kiss. Great. Great. Kirsten Dunst and Clockstoppers kiss. Um... Yikes. There is little that I remember from this movie. I remember Kirsten Dunst and the girl from New Guy are the two main girls. Apparently, Jesse Bradford is also in this. (laughs) I think he was on a swing at some point. Good. Hey! Um, I remember these aren't spirit fingers. These are spirit fingers. I also remember some girl complaining that she lost her Spanx, and at the time I didn't know what Spanx were, and I was like, is that super inappropriate? <laughs> and it turns out it still was. A little um, bit, yeah. <laughs> My Spanky panties. Is the quote. But uh, 
Yeah. That's all you got? Yes. <laughs> That's all I got. <laughs> also, yeah. What's her name? Dushku? Yeah. yeah. Eliza Dushku. Which is what you Absolute would call someone. Babe. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it's what you call um, people on Xbox Live. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking douche-coo. We're a little Liza douche-coo over here. <laughs> no, what kids are calling other kids on Xbox Live is the other word that they used a lot in this movie. Yeah, the um, F slur. <laughs> they say that. I only remembered one instance of them saying that word, and it was when because when I was little. So this is also an interesting, like, Watching this now, I re- I just, like, can pinpoint so many things that I did not understand when I watched this when mm. I was younger. Like, so when he says, I speak F-slur, I didn't even hear that word correctly. And I thought No, he no, said, no. It wasn't I speak. It was... Do you oh, speak? do you speak? Right. Oh, so you speak F-slur? F-word? And I'm like, yeah. wait... I'm like, do people even say that? This is written by someone who has never met a gay person but (laughs) wants to write people who are friends with gay people. Yeah, but when I was little, I thought she said, oh, you speak fat? I would think the PH fat. Because also when I was little, I was like, what does that mean? Why is there a PH fat? You know what I mean? I I still don't know what it means. Guys, they sling the F slur so often in this movie. I'm like, does Matt Damon have a writing credit? Like, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's like, a lot of this is like, oh, year 2000 does not age well. (laughs) But anyway, before we get too into the weeds, uh, maybe we should go for some scores. Some scores. Why are you nervous? Let me hear it, ladies. Uh, Okay, my nostalgia is a 10, obviously. My nostalgia is a seven. Okay. And I feel like it could be flexed. Starting up. off strong. We'll see what the. It can only get higher from here. <laughs> yeah. My sit through is also a 10 because, again, I have broken brain about this. Thank you, Holly. <laughs> um, this was a surprise for me. It was a five. Wow. Yeah. I mean, mm. <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> I could maybe. Yikes. I maybe. I might bring it down a little, though, because I think no, as no, no, I was... No, no, Don't worry about it. It started off with a bang with the cheer, and then, like, I feel like the more... I had to come to terms with a lot of problematic elements of this movie that I don't think I remembered, which did kind of detract. But we'll... We'll see. We'll, we'll see, see where I net out at the end of this convo. Um, appropriate... This is also maybe too high. My appropriate for children is a, is a four. <laughs> But it probably could be a <laughs> ten. <laughs> oh, a, oh wait, I have a four. Sorry, there's not a zero at the end of that. Uh, <laughs> I gave it a one. Um, that's probably think, too low. I don't think it's a one. Like that's like there were no, there was no nudity. I feel like that's where the one comes. True. Like, love actually was a one. That's true. You know, Again, great. We 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 could probably be flexed up a bit and it's like and i also had to take into account like i watched this all the time as a kid and loved it and also like a lot of shit went over my yes, head I, yeah. so that's where i net why i netted out at a four yeah um as a child love actually <laughs> in that immediate like porn scene i remember being like this is not for me <laughs> and, like turn the movie off <laughs> but i didn't 
super get that in Bring It On. I do remember in like the opening credits when she's like naked, I remember being like, what's happening to me? <laughs> but I guess not enough to yeah, turn it but off. But I mean, there is a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of sexualization of the cheerleaders in this movie that does make me uncomfortable still. And there's think... like fucking, there's oh like sexual God. assault in this movie that I don't think I ever really... Oh took in God, fully yeah. when I watched this I don't think initially. Anyone's wearing a bra. Oh, I didn't all. notice that. And that feels like a directorial <laughs> choice, and it makes me a little uncomfy. Well, I don't know. Everyone was wearing strapless bras in that locker room scene. Like, why is everyone wearing a strapless bra? Yeah. This is crazy to me. <laughs> I don't think nineties yeah, like, high before school doing actually sports. like this. Yeah, doing a strapless bra. Well, so, I mean, yeah, they were doing because halfway through, we all want to be hula hooping our own fucking <laughs> underwear. Great, you have no idea. Um, does it hold up? I have a six. I have a three. Wow, really? <laughs> I mean, I feel like there were a lot of things that do not hold up, but then there are elements that really do hold up and still like ring true to this day like the whole white privilege of it all and true like true gabrielle union like that whole like the whole plot that it is hinged on that like stealing from other culture the cultural appropriation and all of that stuff i think is still relevant today I would say that, I'm like, just going to let Holland take it away <laughs> this whole podcast. I'm, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. Yeah. Let's finish up. My hold up is maybe a little high, but whatever. And can I follow? I have a 10. I, I was not, again, this is my broken brain where I'm like, I was not confused about anything. Yeah, I gave it, the followability, I gave an 8. Yeah. I mean, I guess, yeah, we'll get Fucking into what is detracting this is you. This dope. So. <laughs> yeah. So... How are you feeling, Gray? We'll see. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good, guys. I mean, I knew the first lie. two categories would be high for me. Um, and I knew the, the second two would not be high in general. <laughs> but, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm probably going to lower we my sit there, though. We will see. Um, yeah, so... Did Jesse Bradford get new teeth for clock stoppers? Teeth? I feel like he had different teeth. His teeth may have changed. I don't know. I think he's cuter in this movie. Well, he's not wearing, like, caked-on makeup to make (laughs) him look four years younger. That's true. (laughs) I don't know. Maybe he did get teeth. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention that closely. I couldn't find a good enough photo of him. All right, no. Clock stoppers to compare. I'm gonna go ahead and say no. I don't think so. He just has. He's got one of those faces where his. I think he maybe like. He just got filled out a little more for clock. He looks like a little beefier for clock stopper. Not like he's not a beefy guy. But he's or maybe he's just wearing bigger clothes in clock stoppers. He could have been. He was 19 and bring it on. None of this tells me about his teeth. (laughs) No, I'm just talking about the. The appearance difference. He still has that same, like, tooth gap with his tiny tooth. You know what I'm talking about? In clock stoppers. In clock stoppers. So I'm thinking maybe no. Dude, I will say, Homeboy, in both movies, can't keep his fucking mouth closed. His mouth is always slightly ajar. Annoying! (laughs) It's 
always slightly open. Okay. And slight tangent. This is like when I was watching the first season of Game of Thrones, and I just wanted to slap every single character who was playing a child because their version, especially Jon Snow and Daenerys, their version of being like, I am a child, is just keeping their mouth open all the time. <laughs> and every single time you look at season one, Jon Snow, he's like, Duh. I just want to <laughs> slap his jaw closed. <laughs> Jesse Bradford was similar vibes. In Interesting. Movie. Again, I didn't. Oh, you know another. Okay, I don't know. I don't have no idea where we even want to begin with this conversation. Um, oh, uh, I. How about this? Okay. One of the reasons why this does not have a strong holdup score for me is the slang. <laughs> is the slang. <laughs> She puts the itch in bitch. She puts the whore and horrifying. She puts the this and the that. They do that a lot in this movie. It's a lot. It's so painful. Like, it makes me think about how the writer of Heathers was like, we, we purposely made up slang words because we knew slang was immediately going to become dated. Mm. So we just wanted to avoid actual slang. And so that's why that movie seems much more, like, unique and quotable Still, I think I think mm. it gives her a fresh a fresher Gabby sort of with vibe. <laughs> I don't think Bring It On benefits from that. No. <laughs> I think Bring It On. It's like I was not expecting to cringe as much as I did <laughs> during. This Dude, movie. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, I can't just stay silent. Yeah, no, I feel like <laughs> Gray did not like this movie, and I think you need to speak I your truth. Fucking hated it. <laughs> <laughs> like if it, if this if this means sacrificing a, like a as good of a score as I'm going to get, I, it doesn't matter. I need to talk. I fucking, this movie was so bad. I was cringing the whole time. Like, and, oh my God. Yeah. The slang was bad. The fucking acting of anyone that wasn't Kirsten Dunst was bad. Um, Kirsten Dunst or Gabrielle Union. Yeah. Gabrielle Union. Those are the only two good actors in this whole movie. Um, Were they trying to make, douche coo's hair looked like dreads in the beginning i don't know it was, was like little so twisties but it was ugly. crunchy and greasy and it was so bad it was weird it was awful it yeah was i don't so know bad. yeah i don't i don't get that her vibe was very her like characterization was really strange it was like i guess she was posed as a bad girl who but did she gymnastics. did gymnastics and then, but then was willing enough to still join the cheerleading team. It's like, I don't, I'm like, I don't, I don't understand who you're supposed to be. Well, and she be. also, like, immediately embraced the culture. Yeah. As soon as she was on the team, she was like, I'm all fucking in. I'm, like, and then no longer was a bad girl. Yeah, as soon as unquote. she put on the uniform did her, she straightened her hair and she did she her did little cringy dance she did her little dance before she got in the car <laughs> to go to the first football game it was like and she's here <laughs> but also still clings to her morals of like we can't steal from the clovers I, yeah to me it just seems like she just moved to a new school she mentioned this is like the second or third school she had just moved to in a while cliff like, mentions that a lot like it seems like they move around a lot so to me it's not so much like she's a bad girl it's more like she's been going through like a tough time and she's probably not used to like getting close to people and settling down yeah that's true and her one outlet is gymnastics and she's honestly desperate for it also what school has a gymnastics team 
I mean, yeah, what the fuck? maybe this is like, this is also something that came up in Degrassi for one episode where they had a gymnastics team and it was like, we never saw it again, but it was like, gym- schools don't have gymnastics teams. I feel like gymnastics is like clearly an extracurricular offsite activity. Well, they have a really nice yes. house. So I'm thinking, what if they're like similar to clock stoppers? Their dad is a diplomat and they're just constantly going to rich people's schools. And she's used to, like, really prestigious rich people schools with, like, gymnastics teams. Maybe. Um, We will be having, uh, I guess we should tease, uh, toward the end of this episode, we will be doing a live call with both a gymnastics and cheerleading expert. So, we're going to be raising a lot of questions throughout our conversation, which will hopefully be answered. the... One would even say the bad girl of gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. No one would ever say that. No one um, would ever call her a bad girl. <laughs> no one would ever do that. Um, I thought it was so, I mean, I guess just to drive the plot, but like, she just knew they stole the cheers. Just like, she mentioned wait that. a second. I'm seeing this for the first time ever. And I'm like, wait, let's drive two fucking hours to LA in the middle of a school day from San Diego to Compton. That's at That's least a, a two-hour drive. drive. Um, I well, she, see said, them said, perform. she said her last school was in LA and their school used to play East Compton all the time and that's why she recognized the cheers. Yeah, she's like, I knew those cheers were familiar. As someone who <laughs> grew up playing football where and then going to high school football games every week, I don't just, like, have their fucking routines memorized. I'll tell you what. I'm willing willing to give them the benefit of the doubt. Especially if, like, she went to a game at their school, at the Clover School, and they did that huge, like, halftime performance that we saw. Like, that would make an impact. I think the whole point is, like, the Clovers are so good, and all of their performances make an impact, and it was good enough that she remembered it because I think the idea is that it is different. Yeah. And that's why Big Red is stealing all of their cheers. So I can I can suspend my disbelief that Eliza Dushku went to like a basketball game at the Clover's school and saw them do this performance and was like, wow, that was really good. And then she saw it again. Because also LA was just her previous school. They just moved from LA. So it could still be like semi-fresh on the brain she saw it within like the last year probably yeah i would i would definitely say that like a very iconic performance with like very memorable earwormy things like birds cold in here yeah there must be some clovers in the atmosphere and they'll like let my clear my throat song and the yeah like <laughs> i think if you're used to like a shitty cheer team that's like ready okay yeah <laughs> two four six eight who will awesome oh wow like totally, totally freak me out i'll be right on Taurus, sure. Number one. <laughs> like, that is maybe forgettable. But, like, for, I think I, like, I my sit-through ability is not very high. Clearly it's forgettable. Holland like, just fucking memorized Well, that's it. because oh, I've had the whole movie memorized for, like, basically my whole life. <laughs> Since I was, what, eight or nine? <laughs> but it's not out of the realm of possibility for me for people to be like, oh, wow, that was, like, a good performance I saw, and that is out of the ordinary. Mm-hmm. So if you were to see it recreated in front of you, you'd be like, oh, you stole that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I will, yeah, I will defend that plot point. I'll allow it. Yeah, for sure. 
Um, what I will not allow. I'll allow it. <laughs> what I will... All right. Well, it still doesn't change the fact that they drove, like, just to prove the point, they drove two hours on a whim up to L.A. Also, like, and, and they just, just so happened. Playing, knew that they were going to do that performance yeah. <laughs> that day at that school. What if it was an away game? You don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Or maybe it's like, or maybe it's like, maybe it is their on, but... thing that they're known for. Maybe they do it at every game. And then, so that's why that is a thing, she remembers right? it. Where like, cheers, cheers, you're done. You're doing them all the time. Yeah. Like, you're not actually inventing a new yeah, one but every week. They, she knew that they were going to have a home game that day. Yeah, that's a little. Whatever. I don't think it's that big of a logic jump. There's like a little bit, but it's like. What? It's like they, we've seen worse, you know. Speaking of worse, <laughs> great. What did you think about the Toros football team? <laughs> I love that the I team mean, is bad. <laughs> yeah, I do like that the team is bad. I think that's funny. That's kind of like Oak Ridge. I mean, not that we were like really bad, but we were never like in state contention, and our cheer team won nationals like every other fucking year. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Our cheerleaders were definitely better than the football team in terms of competition and winning things. <laughs> it was crazy. So, like, the first year we got a dance team. And it's like, this is no shade to the dance oh, team. Oh, the dance team. But, like, <laughs> when you start a new oh. thing, you know, you are you have to figure – you're not usually, like, amazing the first year you ever do it. You're still figuring your shit out. But then it's like, here's our award-winning cheer team doing a routine. And you're like, holy fucking shit, athleticism. And it's like, and here's the dance team. And it's like eight girls in the middle of the field that you can barely see, <sighs> like, swaying. And you're just like, this is such a cruel school. The poor girls on our high school team, on our high school dance team, were just, like, endlessly ridiculed I for trying to, like, just... Dance, be a dance team. They weren't asking you for anything, but we were all the shittiest teenagers in America. Like, all these fucking idiots. Look at them trying to do something. Like, oh How my god. How dare you follow your passion, you fucking losers? Kind of related to that, I do, even though a lot of it is cringy and maybe hard to watch, I do think this movie accurately encapsulates how mean teenagers are. It's. The meanness, the is, meanness is is correct, maybe correct, but how, how they mean how is... they execute it is so absolutely unbelievable. <laughs> like a dude, like I know that high school dudes can be very shitty and very gross, but there's no way he's fingering oh a my girl. God. I wasn't while talking about that. Up. Oh god, the digit so slip. Rough. They sort of imply that they're doing like a a consensual long flirty yeah thing. yeah but that was not, not cool. explicit that was not explicitly stated and it was but she was like oh jan you crazy i'm like no <laughs> you're like, gonna look back on this in 10 years courtney and be like that was not okay also looked like it was painful I did not enjoy. Yeah, I mm, no. I feel like that's one thing that I always block out a little bit. And then every time I watch it, I'm like, I don't know. Uh, I don't like no. it. Yeah, Janice. Like um, yeah, when disgusting. I when I heard that conversation happen, I was like, it just flashed me forward. I'm like, is he the one that stole her Spanx 
for nationals so he could do it there. Mm. And then luckily that wasn't the case. So it wasn't like premeditated right. fucking assault. Right. Um, it was just the pervy younger brother who looks 40. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with that kid's skin? Oh my God. He looked so bad. Yeah. He looked so rough. They had such an adversarial relationship, which I don't think is also super. I mean, I know some siblings are like that. I feel like their relationship was they even like, more toxic than ours. Yeah, Gray. they like, like hated each other. This movie does not make little brothers look good. Gray, if you had ever fucking farted on me, I would have smacked you. <laughs> I 100% have done that. Are you kidding me? You probably did smack me. <laughs> but I'm just saying like. That's cause for violence. Yeah. That was accurate. All I'm saying, dude, I don't know what was up with that kid's. Face. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be mean. He but did like, look. He looked like, like he had really bad skin. He did look older, but like he clearly was actually probably a teen, or at least close to a teenage yes. age. But that, yeah, that reminds me of that episode of Boy Meets World where there's like a fake Boy Meets World show, and the girl who plays the younger sister is actually like 40, and she like hits on Eric. That was part of the show, right? Wait, I don't think again? so. What? I don't remember. I, I literally just this. rewatched this. There's not like a joke. There's a again? joke when like Eric books an acting gig on a fake like Boy Meets World show yeah. and all the same actors are playing it. But yes. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I and think the little... you are right. I think she, the actress is is a child, but she is pretending to be like a 40 year old. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I thought I was picked. I was like, there wasn't a 40 year old woman there. I was like, oh no, she was playing it. Yes. Anyway, this is a total detour um i just i could not stand looking at jesse bradford looking at kirsten dunst this whole movie it made me so uncomfortable really he's just like i don't know just like too eager i don't know how to describe it intense Way too intense of eye contact. I thought they time. had better chemistry than him and Francesca in Clockstoppers, though. Oh, 100%. Like, I That's feel like I, I have a note that says much better flirting than Clockstoppers. <laughs> he's not as creepy as he was in Clockstoppers. <laughs> when he's, like, True. accosting her on a rock climbing wall. And, uh, and I think it's, like... No, honestly, Kirsten Dunst was creepier than he was in this movie. <laughs> she just, like, wanders into his room and is watching him for, like, almost a minute. I feel like that's believable. Okay. I'm like, he planned this. He kept his door open, and he started playing guitar as loudly as possible because he's just like, there's a girl in my house! And I think it was like, I don't think it was creepy. I think it was like, what's going on? And she, like, went to check and see what was going out. And then he was so intense that she was just like amused and was like what is he doing he's going crazy and like i think she just got lost in it because she act because she likes him listen i I don't think that was creepy i wouldn't use the word creepy i was just deeply uncomfortable it felt like maybe they're too into each other and i just don't want to be a part of this it's too intimate and you feel like you're intruding yeah i'm like i feel like i'm third wheeling on so i'm like i don't they, so I, they have too much chemistry that you're like, I feel like I'm intruding on a private moment and I can't be here. <laughs> like, so this is not like Outlander, right? Where there's like beautiful, beautiful Jamie and there's like a scene set and you're like into it. It's more like, ah, you're like, 
like good for you i don't care i don't want to be here for this and that's a me thing and i totally acknowledge that that's a me thing i thought i thought they had very good chemistry and i think that feeds into why he's so locked on her and i can see while eliza dushku has the hard shell of someone who has moved around a lot and doesn't get close to people. Maybe Jesse Dr- Bradford is on, like, the other end of, like, when he finds someone, he locks in on them. And he's, like, a little needier because he moves around a lot. And he's, like, insecure that he doesn't have a, a lot of monkey. friends. So I think it's all well-meaning. And I didn't find him staring at her creepy because she was staring back at him in equal measure, even though she was in denial about how much she liked him because she had her stupid Aaron boyfriend. <laughs> she didn't even seem like well, she liked so Aaron I, that much. Here's the thing. I did think they had good chemistry. Um, I just think it was it was the staring when they weren't interacting that was just – it was more of just his – face yeah not even the purpose or whatever it was more of just his face was just like so intense yes like super intense uh eye contact that just made and like i think if anything it might have even just been the camera work just keeping it on him for too long each shot that made me uncomfortable i'm so Mm -hmm. glad great i didn't think he was creepy at all i did think their chemistry was great but weirdly enough and i This made me kind of uncomfortable, and maybe it was just me. I feel like there was a weird chemistry between him and his sister that I was like, I don't like this. I'm like, maybe it was just the actors had an actual chemistry. I don't know, but I'm like, I feel like every time there was, like, an interaction between them, they had to, like, cut it off before it went too far because there was, like too long of eye contact or like weird smirkiness that wasn't just like playful brother being a little pest or whatever smirky i don't know i was like this is weird they're supposed to be siblings but i feel like they want to fuck each other i didn't get that (laughs) but again i've seen this movie so many times so i Maybe it was just because I wanted to fuck both of them. Maybe that's what it was. You've been watching too much step-sibling porn, all right, Greg? I'm pretty sure. Ew. (laughs) Don't you put that on me, Ricky Bobby. Uh, Don't you put that on me. But yeah, I mean, they are a very attractive family. And I think my friend Kelsey has even said to me, like, bring it on made me realize that I was bisexual because I had a crush on both Eliza Dushku and uh, Jesse Bradford yeah. while watching this. I mean, <laughs> Eliza Dushku's whole deal, I'm like, this is Kelsey's, like, blueprint. Kelsey looked at Eliza Dushku and bring it on and was like, yes, I will be that. Because mm-hmm. didn't, didn't Kelsey do gymnastics? I think she was actually on the dance team. <gasps> right. But, I mean, I, maybe they were more respected at her school. I'm not sure. Listen, I, like... <laughs> Maybe they were more respectful. Of the 34 people who listen to this podcast. Did she draw barbed wire tattoos on herself? Because she was bored. Listen, I... if A lot of middle fingers in this movie. Sorry to interrupt you, but... I was just going to say, if there's of the 34 people who listen to this podcast, if any of them were on our high school dance team, I do not mean to disrespect you. I just know that our high school was full of assholes. Disrespected them, and that's what we're recounting. Yes. Um, Meg had some thoughts. Mm-hmm. She was very confused about how 
Missy was very uh, reluctant, and then all of a sudden, after one football game, they were best friends having sleepovers and shit. She was like, that was very quick. Like, out of nowhere, it was, like, reluctant to, like, be around each other. And then they're like, so I'm staying at your house tonight, right? I don't know. I feel, I like, know. I I feel like, like they bonded with during the their Clover's trip. Yeah. I mean, they were in that car with each other for at least four, four hours. hours. <laughs> okay. And Wait. she told her her spirit yeah, stick story. That, yeah, for four hours. <laughs> yeah, they bonded over, wow, we totally almost got our asses kicked yeah. back there. And then Torrance confided in her and how she thought she was going to Hades because she dropped the spirit stick at cheer camp that summer. <laughs> And she's just like, it's just cheer. I'm all, like, all I am is I am just cheer. Yeah. They, like, opened up. Yeah. What I find hilarious is when Eliza Dushku storms out of practice because she's like, you're you're a fraud. And Kirsten just goes, what? Get out of here! I'm gonna kick your ass! And then she does get out of the car and then does nothing. Get in. I'm like, what? You talk a big game, but like, what an idiot! Every so many people are around watching you do this. Say what you will about a lot of the performances, a lot of the performances in this movie, but Kirsten Dunst is immaculate. I think she did a really good job. As I think she got the tone of the movie where it's like she is playing yeah. it so seriously. But also understands that it is a ridiculous and, dare I say, campy movie. And she plays to that as well. I think she does a really good job. But Allegra's staring at me like... Well, I'm not disagreeing. <laughs> but yeah, I think she did great. I have, I have another question, and this is strictly just semantics. Um, do people spit more than once when they brush their teeth? No. No. Like, no. I I brush and then when I'm done, I spit. But they each spit like nine times. It's part of their weird like toothbrush. They're courting. <laughs> yeah, there was cheer sex earlier that night, and then they had to do some toothbrush. I hated every moment of it because I'm like gross, spit. <laughs> also, he like I, I think part of it could also be like they don't want to leave yet, so they just they just keep it's also maybe it's kind chicken. of a game of chicken it's yeah. disgusting um also he pre-wets his mouth he just what do you he, mean? He, so he puts toothpaste on dry brush which i know some people do i pre-wet then add toothpaste so some people I. put toothpaste and then wet i think that's a mistake i think that if you have too high of a water pressure you're just gonna slap gonna the slide toothpaste it off. right off you gotta of brush. pre-wet the I brush toothpaste, i toothpaste then wet but i know not to flood the the sink I'm on just, i just i do a little bit i only need a little sometimes water sometimes you're not out, like a familiar water. sink and sometimes it's a new sink and you don't know the water pressure i'm just saying it's a riskier move but i respect it who rinses their mouth out first and then puts toothpaste on and then doesn't wet just sticks it in the wetted mouth that's weird i didn't even notice that that is a, a crazy uh, technique. I'm like, I guess that makes sense, but like, how dry is your mouth that you gotta pre-wet your mouth? Yeah, surely the wet toothbrush in your mouth will be doing the same thing. I'm just like, I, sometimes. Surely, maybe it's just super dry from all of the rocking out. <laughs> That's very true. true. Oh, That's bro, you did very true. Famous. You did hydrate after rocking so hard, <laughs> my dude? <laughs> also, so, 
related to that. They just moved here. But he already has a band to record maybe, a song for Torrance. Maybe he drove four hours to go up to his old L.A. band. <laughs> I thought of this as well. I'm like, is... Maybe it was... Maybe he did it all himself. That's true. He Yeah, that's true. People do that. He did have a have very... Have heard of Tame Impala? I think I did saw a drum set. Did you know it's just one guy? <laughs> I think I did see a drum set <laughs> oh in his God. room. So maybe it was all just him. Are you telling me Cliff Pantone is Tame Impala? <laughs> Origin story. Cliff Pantone is Tame Impala. That's <laughs> what true. a horrible name. Pantone. Cri- Cliff Pantone is not a sexy teen boy name. <laughs> Cliff Pantone I is think an Cliff old man. Is fine. <laughs> Cliff is not fine. Cliff. Cliff. Cliff sounds like someone who hikes. Cliff I, sounds like a 40-year-old realtor who hits on our mom. Like, Cliff no, that's is not. Like Chip. I feel like this, I don't know. I don't think Cliff is a bad name. I think Cliff is very close to Chip. I think. I think most of the boys' names in this movie are pretty Cliff, bad. Cliff. Like, Jan. Leslie. Les? Leslie, yeah. I think it's Les, but. Well, it's just Les. But yeah, it's probably Leslie. I, they make, Aaron. Cliff, they make their only Jan, openly gay Les, character. What was the boy? Aaron. I mean, Aaron is fine. I got the door, Tor. I still quote that a lot. Um, <laughs> when he said that, I wanted to punch him in the face. I got the door, Tor. Yeah, Aaron's, Aaron sucks. Aaron sucks. <laughs> also, he's like, are you going to miss I also me? love that he was like, he was like burning rubber in the gayest I know, I was like, ever. I always thought his car looked like a Barbie Jeep. They, like it gives off Malibu Barbie well, it, Jeep. It's because it is. It's, it's, it's the blue. it's the Geo. Uh, oh shit! What's it called? But I think that feeds into his whole weird they want, thing where it's like they everyone thinks he's gay, but he's not. He's just like sinister and that does that does check out the Geo Tracker. The That's movie the, Geo the movie tracker. wants us to think Aaron is gay so bad. So the twist is that he's cheating on her with a girl. And I'm like, I can't tell if this makes it more or less homophobic. I think it's still yeah, just weirdly homophobic. Yeah, I don't, it's super weird. Yeah. Um, I do love, so when he goes to see them at regionals, I was like, yes, they did it. They put him in the stereotypical douchey boyfriend <laughs> that and every 90s and early 2000s movie <laughs> make sure and knives out make sure to yeah, put the douchebag yeah. in okay but chris although chris evans, evans looks way better in that sweater, sweater. <laughs> well yeah of course chris evans would look better wearing a fucking loaf of yeah. bread over this year's sexiest head, man alive okay I mean, in not another teen movie i'm pretty sure they just put him in like a banana and whipped cream yeah at one they, point. they did yeah they were like parodying uh varsity blues um yeah, him at Cal State Dominguez Hills, baby. <laughs> uh, is uh, Gray, Aaron, I, I think mean. Gray is currently Googling Chris Evans whipped cream. Uh, I see the concentration. <laughs> I, I, I was Googling Chris Evans, not another teen movie, because I was like, wait, he was in that movie? Because I saw I saw that movie once. Yeah, he was like the main He's the fake Freddy Prince Jr. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, and... As soon as I go to Google Images, the first <laughs> the one cream. is the whipped cream. <laughs> Perfect. That's hilarious. Yeah. Um, one thing that also was kind of weird to me, Missy doesn't strike me as a VW bug girl. No. Right? Like, no. Cliff's car, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. But, like, they're hella rich, so they can probably have any cars that they want to have. Cliff's car or Aaron's car? Yeah. 
perfectly suited. Both of them. Wait, who's what was Clint's It was part? like some old like Trans Ami looking thing. These are such rich kids. And remember he brought it to the car wash and Clearly. it was disgusting. Um Oh yeah. That was not a trans. Or I don't know. It was, was like, like some old classic car. like classic car. And Okay, hate the car wash car. scene. These are all supposed oh, to be like seventeen year olds. Kirsten Dunst while filming was seventeen. Yeah, I knew she was a teen. Yeah. Ugh, did not like it. This movie, not body positive. What? Oh no! my god. Especially when Sparky comes Poor in. Or Darcy. God. Jesus Christ. I mean, that was the time, though. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm sure. I've been even. You're telling me cheerleading as a sport might have given people body image issues? Yeah. I've been rewatching Greek, which is, I don't know, a debatable choice. Um, and that came out, and that started in 2007. And even that show is very much like, oh, you're going to eat that? Da, 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 da. It's like, I feel like the body positivity reckoning of, like, it's still very in recent memory. It's still very well, recent. Well, so Meg told me, she told me a little fun fact and then has a theory about it that I think is interesting that I want your guys' opinions on as very planted millennials where I'm kind of on a on the You're cusp. You're a cuspy. I'm a cuspy. So during the, the car wash scene, she was like, so did you know that heroin chic has made a comeback in modern culture? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, I did not know that. And she was like, I have a theory as to why. And I want, do you guys have any theories as to why it's yeah. back? Or maybe it's a one than the other. Now, uh, my, my theory is that early 2000s culture is becoming popular again. And it was all about being as skinny as humanly possible in the early 2000s. Well, her specifically Meg thinks it's because low rise jeans are back. Oh yeah. That's Uh, all wrapped up in it. So like specifically because of that like fashion trend, like low rise pants, it's like, yes, now we need to be rail fit. This also, I think this movie leads into a theory that I don't know if you came up with it, Allegra, or you just heard about it. As far as I know, I came up with it on my own. I'm sure I'm not the only one to have had this idea, but it's something that I've I've thought of and still stand by. Which is, if you would like... Um, early 2000s fashion is so god-awfully oh, bad. No. Oh, is that not the theory you're I thought about? you were gonna... So this reminds me of another theory. Is it my more recent one? Of why... Uh, like popular girls yes. were so mean it was because they were so hungry because yeah. they did not eat <laughs> yeah. I've been listening to this podcast called Maintenance Phase about these two journalists who essentially are debunking like diet culture myths and stuff and you know it just really hits home how much that like calorie restriction is so normalized in diet culture but especially among women that you know we're just under eating so much and when you're hungry you get fucking pissed and all these mean girls who are so popular because they are so beautiful if they're like if they're starving themselves to reach a certain beauty standard and they're always so fucking mean all the time my current theory is i think they're just hungry yeah they're mean and they're cruel because they're just fucking hungry all the time that could check out I am a bitch when I'm hungry. <laughs> Just when you're hungry? I, I can, like, I can like 
clearly tell when my mood shifts because like my blood sugar is low or I'm just like, I haven't eaten and I need to eat. And I just tell Meg like, we're at, we'll be at the farmer's market on a Sunday, but we, we didn't eat breakfast before we went. And so I just want to like get the stuff so we can go home and eat. And she's like, Oh, let's browse. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> and then she's like, are you hangry? And I'm like, yeah, I'll go wait in line and get something. I'll get a snack. You go have fun. That's why we're here. Yeah. Like, I'm wrong. I think now is a good time to call in our specialist. I was going to. Because I want to get into specifically. The now cheerleading. Kind of, we kind of entered into like Sparky. Yeah. And, yeah. and his late Getting his into routines. Up in the back. Finding routines. Creating routines. Consulting on routines. I want to hear from our specialist, our expert. She is prepared and ready to accept a call right now. She's I, on standby, but I just want to be like, are you ready now? I do have a list of questions for our expert. Oh, perfect. I don't, but I will, I'm sure I'll come up with a lot. Um, while we wait to make sure she is ready to come on the line, I also just kind of wanted to touch on the fact that I wish we saw more of the Clovers. Um, yes. I mean, so we saw a lot. The actress, so did uh, Gabrielle Union. Uh, she says something along the lines of like the, the trailer showed a lot more footage of them because there was a lot more footage of them filmed than what was in the movie. And her response was, yeah, because they wanted to make it seem like we were in the movie more to get people interested. Like, they wanted mm-hmm. it to come across as more of like a rivalry when they weren't really even in it except as like Oils. catalysts yeah yeah they were catalysts but yeah look at the cover the poster for bring it on it's, it's all about the, the rivalry yeah and it's like i know exactly. that the movie here we go the movie gabrielle union oh gabrielle union told her tiktok followers in january of 2022 that additional footage of the clovers was shot exclusively for the trailer after test audiences told studio executives they wanted to see more of them, none of those scenes were actually used in the film, but rather, quote, to make people think we were in the movie more than we were. Wow. Oh, God, that sucks. Exploitation. Yeah, I know, because, like, the movie is definitely very much from Torrance's perspective, but I think it could have been cool for it to maybe be a duel perspective situation i don't know it is a like they're doing the thing they're criticizing in the movie which is like white people patting themselves on the back yeah being so woke yeah for like recognize it's like a redemption arc for being like culturally appropriative i guess and it's like well now that the clovers got to win first place all on their own merit racism is over yeah (laughs) okay our expert is ready Hello. Okay, so I'm going to introduce you. We okay. have on the line our expert cheerleading uh, consultant. It, she was a high school cheerleader. She was a college cheerleader. And I know she worked cheerleading camps for NCA for 10 plus years. Welcome to the show, our cousin, Carly. Woo! Woo! 
<laughs> didn't even mention the college name. introduction. <laughs> I that was all accurate, right? Yeah. No, good job. Great. I was I was struggling to come up with what your title was at NCA, so I was like, I know she worked the camps. Yeah. Carly, thank you for joining us in your newlywed bliss. Yeah, uh, we're glad to talk to you again. <laughs> um. Uh, oh yeah, I was also going to say Carly has been to Daytona. If you have watched, I mean, yeah, if you watch this movie, maybe that's my first question: Do okay, high schoolers yeah, go point. to Daytona? That was my also my first question. <laughs> so no. So <laughs> bring it on is to me kind of like a combination of a high school nationals and college nationals. So getting into the details of it, there is actually three cheer associations. There's the National Cheerleaders Association, which if you watch the cheer series, um, that is the nationals they go to. That is the nationals I went to for Michigan. And then there's um, Universal Cheer Association, which is UCA. Oh, so that's real. Um, And then they also have their own high school and college nationals. And then you have USA which is uh, United Spirit Association, I want to say. And they also have their own college and high school nationals. So that's partially why cheer is not in the NCAA is because we, it's still kind of run by these three different associations. They're all under the varsity spirit umbrella. So they're all technically owned by the same company, but they're three separate, you know, associations Mm -hmm. that host their own, high school all-star college nationals so still a little jams, but jams is for all-star so it doesn't matter um <laughs> yeah so with high school um i've never seen and again this movie was in 2000 so things could have changed since then but i have never seen high school uh nationals outdoors um oh interesting only, only college so like uca's high school nationals are in florida but they're actually um at disney world i'm pretty sure and so is their um college nationals so they're indoors at disney world i don't believe at like the espn worldwide center um i haven't seen like an outdoor stadium for that except for all-star which is like massive um daytona which is nca nationals is kind of the really famous nationals because nca is technically the original cheer company (laughs) um so nca you actually compete a day inside and a a day outside so um the best teams normally finals are outside on the band shelf which is like what cheer showed you so the day one is normally indoors and then you have to technically make it to finals and then you compete on the band shelf and there's a bunch of different divisions and all of that so they kind of split it up but the best teams um is finals on the band show and then like i know with high uh bring it on they do show kind of those indoor competitions so those are just kind of regional competitions you can do um and it is true that most of the time you have to compete in a regional competition to qualify for nationals or receive your bid to nationals and if you are a previous winner, do you get to automatically go to nationals or do you still have to like actually prove yourself <laughs> at regionals? Not that I'm aware of. Again, rules, cheer has like progressed so much since 2000. I actually think bring it on was a great way to put it more on the map and be like, cheerleaders are athletes. Like we show a bunch of skills. That's true. You know, it's not just like 
game day, which is fun. I mean, at Michigan, game day is a huge thing. It's, you know, 100,000 people. High school, not so much. (laughs) (laughs) What? What do you mean? Um, I do have a question for Carly. As a child aspiring to be a cheerleader, when you saw this movie, how impressive were the routines that they were doing? It came out when I was, what? Eight, seven, eight. Yeah, seven or eight. It was August so, 2000, so you would have been seven. Okay. I, so. You were probably still you, in you, gymnastics. You know I was doing zone. gymnastics, so that was, I was definitely more a gymnast. But I did do two years of all-star cheer. I do remember um, that. When I was really little. Um, that was when it really was, like, first starting, which is crazy. Everything was still on hard mat versus spring mat for all-star, um, which college and high school is actually hard mat. So it is. I would say all-star in that sense is a little easier because you're on a spring floor like gymnastics, which can give you a lot more give when you're tumbling. Um, high school and college are hard mat, so um, there's some skill limitations, partially because you are on a hard mat, and it's way more dangerous to throw certain things on a hard mat. Yeah, I would imagine. Like people. Um, <laughs> yeah. But um, I remember, so I was obviously not 13, and my mom was very strict. We were definitely not allowed to see PG-13 movies. And Unless you I came to our house. Because I was on that <laughs> all-star team, I think I went to, the first time I saw it was actually at a sleepover. Mm, of and course. the mom, you know, let us watch the movie. And I was, like, so excited to see it. And I know at that age, I mean, I was super impressed with everything. I would say the skill set they show is a combination of high school and um, college skills because there is actually a difference in the level of difficulty you can do and um like certain pyramid levels you can't do in high school but you can do in college and like you can't do flipping baskets in high school but you can do them in college so and you see that still in movies all the time where they just kind of like combine the two levels and they're like that's cheer and i'm like there's differences but it's fine (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's maybe like setting up make it look really impressive yeah there is i would say a lot of times when you see high school cheer movies they will sometimes throw in skill sets that like are not allowed in high school yeah they're trying to give it the glamour but maybe setting up unrealistic expectations for high schoolers or like yeah i'm gonna get to do all this cool shit it's like actually you have to wait until college but whatever a lot of teams i mean when you go to i would say maybe some of the the bigger cheer uh, not even schools but like i have seen male cheerleaders in high school but I would say it's much more few and far between yeah um like my school had I think two maybe on the team and in college it's way more common to have like the partner stunting where you you know you have your partner um like high school cheer I base and then college cheer I flew so it's like you have um a guy throwing you up in the air and in high school you just you don't see that as much so you don't have these like big buff dudes in high school who are cheering yeah Um, that's definitely more of a college thing i can imagine like guys cheer on all-star teams and not necessarily high school and i think that's because you know of the the stereotypes and they they get made fun of so in the all-star world you're much more um accepted like yeah (laughs) accepted and then you can go and you know get a full ride to college while not having to like be on a high school cheer team and probably not have the greatest high school experience because people suck so um that's where you see a lot of the high school guys come from is 
um, an all-star or a club program, not so much like a high school team. And then high school teams, I definitely see more just like all girl, um, which can also be super impressive. There are some amazing all girl schools out there or all girl teams. They can, they can throw some crazy stuff. That actually does lead me to my second question, which is how realistic are the, in the dynamics of the relationships of the cheerleaders in this movie? Is it adversarial? Is everyone like Catty wanting to bitchy? be wanting to be ca- is being captain like that big of a deal? Is it like do you, does everyone have like an opinion or don't you usually just you I feel have like a coach? There's usually a coach. Okay, right? this, this is what I wanted to <laughs> wait until we had our cheer expert for Degrassi. Like there is always always an adult at least where supervisor. They may not be. I would say in high school, like where you guys actually went to high school. Um, your current coach for cheer, who actually taught me how to partner stunt, James Blunt, he is an incredible cheerleader. He has made your high school team, like, amazing. Um, but he's a coach uh, and an adult. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of the times in so many high school routines. movies, like, the captain acts as the coach. And I will say the captain does have a lot of power. So I, in, to answer your first question, it is a pretty big deal to be a captain because you do kind of serve as – almost like a secondary coach you call all the cheers you're you're kind of the main person um at least on a a game day setting to be doing everything like you call every single cheer you are normally the one choreographing at least part of the halftime routine you have a lot of power so in that sense I would say it is pretty important to be captain um some schools have gone away with it because they don't want that power dynamic um and I will say it is pretty political. Um, unfortunately, there is still, at least in my experience, there is definitely some pettiness within cheer teams. And there's a lot of, there can be a lot of drama and a lot of, like, yeah, just it gets really political. Carly, unfortunately. what would you <laughs> so say? That aspect is actually pretty true. <laughs> Maybe not to the, the extent they had, but... It's, yeah, there's right. truth that lives within that. <laughs> I think Allegra had another question. Are high schoolers winning $20,000? Yeah, I also have that question. I have never heard of a monetary, like, incentive for nationals. That is definitely not something Do you win money in college? Or is, do you win money ever? No. Oh. I've, I've never, unless that's something that's just not discussed. That's just but Hollywood, baby. No, it's more like the recognition. I know high school, you, you get a jacket, you you might get a ring, you get, you know, your big trophy. Um, Bragging I've rights. I've never heard of a monetary incentive to, what? like, win. So in the movie, you know, their cheer is done six other times, and they have to get a new routine for finals, and they do it in three weeks, and they win second place. What is the, like, level of mind-blowingness that would have to be to be real? That would be pretty hard. I mean, I I got injured my sophomore year in end of February, and Nationals was mid-April, and I had to come out that year. So, like, you definitely, the injury aspect is real, where you have to, like, replace people pretty quickly and just you know hope for the best and make it work but I mean we get our initial routine like I don't know I think we get like some sort of routine first semester in like October and then we at least start working on those skills 
And then in January, we start putting it together a little more. And then the choreographer comes back. Michigan spring break was always really early. So sometime in February and we like nail down the rest of it. But I mean, you start working on it like six months prior to nationals. <laughs> so it would be insane to like completely forego everything you had trained and be like, we're just going to put in a completely new routine. Cause so you're the saying stunt three aspect weeks especially is like very <laughs> complex and like trying to <laughs> make sure everyone's synchronized and everyone can hit the stunts at the right difficulty level pyramids are also as you saw in the cheer series like incredibly dangerous so yeah getting everyone on the same page during pyramids because like once you're in the pyramid counts you go and it's like you you can't stop because if someone stops someone flies and hits the ground like it's it's insane so trying to do that in three weeks would be crazy sounds like it would be dangerous (laughs) i mean in general it's when you're working up the skills, it, there's there's a lot of spotters. There's a lot of, like, I think they did that in the movie, too, where they're like, okay, you're going to, like, dismount. And there's normally people, you know, around to, like, spot, and then I guess no one caught her. But that well, is Yeah, totally she fell forward of, and was like, I don't know, there's nobody in front of her. <laughs> yeah, but that is totally, a like, something that happens is, like, when you're working up a new skill, you always have people around you to, like, spot. And, I mean, ideally someone's catching you but that is very much how new stunts are worked up how pyramids are worked up um would you say you always do like one side first and the other side spots and like until you're really like comfortable would you say it's inaccurate that they only had one injury that year (laughs) (laughs) um a major injury probably yes but there's always some little things um i've seen all sorts of fun things like a guy dislocated his finger like Things that you can deal with, but there's there's normally I broke a guy's nose. <laughs> God, so, for no reason. Know, there's, there's always a few. Is the so. practicing in front of a crowd a big part of it? Like, do you ha- is that something you have to really get used to? Because is it distracting? I wouldn't say it's distracting. I would actually say it's managing your adrenaline. Okay. Um, or at, at least for me, it's not the crowd itself doesn't really distract me. And I don't know if that's just, I just went to a massive school. So like I was so used to cheering in front of like so many people that it becomes not distracting in a way. Cause it's like when you have a hundred thousand people in front of you, you're like, whatever, like you're all just like ants at that point. Yeah. I guess at that um, point you can kind of dissociate from, cause yeah, you're not so seeing individual really faces. Bother me. Um, and then I would say, I guess college basketball, cause we were at Chrysler, like, eyes are on you a little bit where you can kind of tell everyone's paying attention to you a little bit more than at a football game where there's a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. but um to me it was more managing the like the energy and then adrenaline you got performing because it could change your tumbling it could change your stunting because you're just like hyped up okay um and so it was like managing that and making sure you were consistent with um everything which is kind of similar to gymnastics as well because like I would say you practice your routine a million times but then when you're performing you have like a little bit more and you have to like manage that and make sure you're still consistent with how you've practiced gotcha that makes sense so so yeah and I mean there would be some guys where it's like all of a sudden they're like falling on a pass or like they have too much energy in a pass and that makes you actually like over rotate and so it is like realizing okay when I feel like this I don't need to go like as hard because I have enough energy (laughs) gotcha okay um any other questions 
I mean, I just want to ask more of her personal experience with the movie specifically. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like I said, I definitely didn't get to see it in theaters because my mom would have never let me see No, it. I mean, um, we I didn't see it either. The first PG-13 movie I saw in theaters was Mean Girls, and I was 12, and that was like a big deal. <laughs> she let it slide. <laughs> <laughs> so, or 11, but I know that was like, oh my gosh, like I get to see a PG-13 movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's... I mean, I feel like I was obsessed with this movie. I I think I probably watched it, especially when I was doing, like, All-Star Cheer. I feel like it was on once a month, once every few months. Like, I think I saw it so much as a kid. Um, I was was obsessed with Missy because she was like me or she was like a gymnast. um, Oh, yeah, I was. That kind of turned into a cheerleader Mm -hmm. um, because... I mean, I kind of did both because I liked the performance aspect, and I did like stunting. Stunting is very fun. Um, But I definitely felt her, like, gymnastics is really technical, um, and cheer is different. And gymnastics is a little more individualized, and cheer is part of a team, and you have to depend on other people. So, um, you know, learning to be, like, a team player, um, realizing sometimes, especially with cheer, like, the, the tumbling doesn't have to be pin perfect. Um, you just need to get, you know, get through your pass when you're dying during a routine because true routines are actually incredibly tiring. It's like two minutes of just like the hardest cardio you've ever done and then you're done. Wow. So you're always dying. Um, but yeah, I know I was, I was obsessed with this movie. I could probably still quote a lot of the lines, um, you know, the spirit stick scene, the, um, as you talked about in the last episode, the, the bathroom scene with, the brushing the brushes. Mm-hmm. Um, See, Carly <laughs> knows what's up. Chris and Dunce. Yes. <laughs> did you did you find Jesse Bradford cute? Was that important for you? I think I was too young. I feel like I didn't really, I didn't think much of that aspect. I just remember thinking her other boyfriend was just like a dick and an asshole. And I'm like, he's not even cute. are you even interested in him and he's just like an asshole yeah it's like and it's Um, clearly you like cliff better anyway so get rid of this guy (laughs) and i remember thinking it was really cool like that they all got to travel together and like go compete and compete outside and have these like big fit like there were so many fans and i think as well even seeing like you know the high school audience of the football crowd like cheering along with the cheer team i'm like oh my god that'd be great if that actually happened which it doesn't (laughs) (laughs) wait not my high school maybe some other high schools um do i have been to a few games where like the cheer team was so good that they were like or so renowned that you know the audience actually did kind of care about that but my high school um i'm trying to think what else i i mean the the song at the beginning like oh yeah obviously the The opening we haven't even really talked about it so iconic it's so iconic like i feel like i was obsessed with just that whole song the like i think i'm still big red yeah i think everybody every girl in our general age range like took the time to memorize the opening cheer oh, yes. cheer song. It's like, 100%. And you were like, I remember. So, or I'd say most I'm people. I'm Torrance. I'm this, and everyone kind of had their character. Yeah. That they related to. Yeah. Like it was just, it was such a part of like 
our culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I do feel like it did, at least in some ways, bring cheerleading onto the map a little bit more. It was still definitely in a slower phase, but just seeing even from when that movie started to like what cheer has become now, having the series on Netflix really, you know, just gaining, I think, the respect that it deserves. And there are still, it's hard because being having done like camps and like you coach so many different kinds of cheer teams and I mean like the most basic of cheer teams it's 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 a struggle um it's hard because there is still there are still schools where the cheerleaders are just like kind of there to be pretty and they they don't throw skills and it's very basic and a lot of that really just has to do with like the coach you have maybe the town you're in um, yeah and then you have other schools like Eldo that are amazing and are have incredible skills so it's hard because there is still those such like a a big range of the most basic of cheer to like really intense programs that I think the stereotype in that sense still exists because of that because I have seen schools where it's like yeah you guys are kind of a struggle bus and I could see why (laughs) people you know don't take you seriously and then you have other schools where it's like yeah these girls are badasses so but and yeah, that, I, I feel think like that's why the stereotype still exists because there is such a wide range and it really just depends on your school. It depends on, I would say the coach, how much the athletic program or the athletic director takes you seriously. Like Michigan, um, we don't get full rides, but the athletic director takes us seriously as a program. So we still did get at least some perks and, um, you know, some gear and they gave us we were like respected in that sense. Um, you still don't feel though, like a full athlete. Like when you say you're a cheerleader, people are like, Oh, like, yeah, there is still, and it's like, yeah. Okay. Can you throw this skill please that I can do? Um, did you ever encounter a sparky palastri type of choreographer who taught the same routine to multiple teams? <laughs> I have never heard of that would actually be insanity if that happened though. Like it that aspect of it being like, holy shit, this guy's doing this, that would totally make like at least cheer news because that is that is nuts. Like because choreographers make bank. Like you pay your choreographers a lot of money, so that aspect is also very true. And how many pills do your choreographers usually hork down in a given practice? <laughs> I have not seen that. That is definitely, I, that would be um, a little bit concerning if I, I saw that. And also, um, like, you would think, like, in real life, an adult would also be present for that yeah, choreography okay. session. <laughs> um, and also, I would say, because I know, you know, he talks about, like, their body types. Yeah. There is a little bit of that for sure, but not so blatantly. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, well, a choreographer is definitely not afraid to be like you in the back, like, or like, you need to work on this. But they, yeah, they're normally not afraid to like tell you you're not doing something well or like put you in the back or like make, because their job is to make the routine look as great as possible. Right. So if you have slackers, they're in the back. If a stunt, if there's a, a stunt group that's, like, not as great, they're going to be in, like, that back corner or something like that. So but they're not going to, like, harp on you and ask you to go on a sh- diet? <laughs> no, they, they would never say – I don't think they would say something like that. But they will they, – they sometimes – they push their boundaries, but not to the point I think that would, like, be incredibly insulting. It's just more like – 
you're not good at this. You need to work on this. But it's always more about like the skill set, not so much about like your body or your face or your looks. Right. Right. All right. Well, I think that maybe about does it. <laughs> Thank you so much. That you we've talked for almost 40 minutes. This was oh very gosh. informative. <laughs> Thank right. you so much for joining us, Carly. Catch um, Holland and Carly's spinoff podcast all about uh, the intricacies of cheer. We'll just go through every single Bring It On movie. Oh, my God. Okay, you know what? Oh, Holland. That would be. <laughs> you take every single cheer movie and, like, pinpoint what's true and what's not and what tropes are. You like, could totally do that. So, Carly. That's a good be- idea, guys. Before we let you go, I would love to just read you the plot synopsis of the latest Bring It On that came out in 2017. I can't believe there was a Bring It On movie that's that new. The previous one before. One came out this year. One came year. out this year? Oh, I mean. When- it was a horror thriller. A horror thriller? A horror thriller? Well, that's not on. Yeah, that's not on uh, bad. Google when I Google bring it on movies. Okay, um, Allegra <laughs> wants to read the summary of the 2017, 2017 one specifically. What's it called? It's called Bring It On Worldwide Hashtag Cheer Smack. <laughs> okay. I'm so wondering if I've seen this. We've talked about this movie. All right. A Gray read the plot synopsis, but it's like normal high school cheerleading team goes to normal high school cheer competition versus normal high school cheerleading teams, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. <laughs> bring it on worldwide cheer smack, stylized as bring it on worldwide hashtag cheer smack, also known as bring it on worldwide worldwide showdown. Okay. Destiny is a bossy, overconfident, victory-obsessed cheerleader who often ignores inputs from her peers, including her best friend Willow, though largely self-centered, she has the high degree of respect for cheer goddess. Capital C, (laughs) capital capital G, cheer goddess is the name of a character in this movie. (laughs) Okay. Jesus Christ. Cheer goddess is a retired cheerleader who is a five-time champion and now hosts a popular podcast. Destiny is the captain of the Rebels. All right. Skipping ahead a little bit. I mean, with how many young Sorry, girls are really into All Star, so like seeing that, I could see, you know, all the younger girls with like, you've heard of like the cheer liberty thing. Like, yeah. I could see how Bring Hashtag. It On has evolved into what you're reading. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm sorry. This is so long. This is so, so yeah. long. I thought the FBI was involved at some point, but it, there's a graffiti artist. There are street dancing and there's the podcast and there's like a rival. <laughs> podcast is a major plot point. There's a rival <laughs> podcast called The Truth and The Truth was formed by called, Willow. It's just called The Truth. <laughs> Listen, guys, I'm so sorry. I thought this oh, was more entertaining than it was. Too, is the aspect of like having a rivalry school that's also very good that you constantly compete against is also very accurate, I would say. Like, yeah. There's always normally a couple pretty like top programs that are always like neck and neck. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we. I think we see that in Cheer too, with like Navarro yeah. and the other one. So <laughs> I guess to close out, I'm just gonna read all six of the formal Bring It On series taglines because they're all very oh, the funny titles. to me. Okay. Just Bring It On. I did like the third one that with Hayden Panettiere. That was probably oh, yeah. the only other. Bring Is it, it on Hayden Panettiere like, and Ashanti? Right, that one's fine. I don't know. Huh? It, bring It On again. Bring It On All or Nothing. That's bring it the on. other okay one. Bring it on in it to win involved, it, which is strange. Bring it on, fight to the finish, and then bring it on worldwide. Hashtag smear, cheer smack. <laughs> hashtag cheer smack. F- four of them. Wow, 
I it one's trash. It's Solange, Colin. Oh, my bad. I thought Ashanti was in Weird. one. The fourth one is, like, with the sharks and the jets, I'm pretty sure. And so it's, like, So a, it's, like, West Side Story? It's, like, a West Side Story kind of, like, thing. It's, it's, they just get really, um, oh, what's that court, the director's name? He did High School Musical and stuff. Oh, up. Kenny Ortega. Yeah. They just get very. Ashanti is not in any of these like, movies. Like, okay, I was yeah, wrong. they're interesting. They get a little, like, Broadway-y in some ways where you're, like, what? Like, they, yeah. Okay. But, it's fine. I All would right. say actually the original Bring It On is the most true to like a high school setting and cheer setting. Um, and then as they kept going, they just got insane. And I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Carly. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I'm sure I'll just continue to text you. Thanks, Carly. <laughs> I'm excited to hear the episode. Gracious, thank you. thoughts, I'm sure I will immediately text Holland. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think Carly's going to be a little bit more on my side than uh, everybody else's side. Well, unfortunately (laughs) for Gray, Carly is not uh, Yeah, she's not scoring this episode. (laughs) Um, All right. Which movie is it? It's Gray's. Oh. I feel like that was lucky. I know. I guess for him. It was lucky for him. <laughs> it's actually more lucky for Holland and I because Gray would have given this movie terrible scores. Yeah, yeah. It's lucky for, I think, everybody involved. You know, maybe best case scenario for what the score will end up being. <laughs> so if anything, Bring It On got, is the luckiest one. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. I'll talk to you later. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Goodbye. Bye, guys. Anywho, so thank you very much, Carly, for your insights and experiences in the cheer world. I think that's a good time to start wrapping up. Let's get our uh, our final scores tallied here. See, we can get experts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they just have to be related Mm -hmm. to us. Um. All right. My nostalgia remains a ten. Yep. My nostalgia remains a seven. Okay. My sit through, okay. I bumped down to an eight just because I think Fuck I had off. to really reckon with this. Watching this now is not the same as it used to be. I, there are, there I know are, too much. Okay. But that doesn't hold up. No, sit I mean, through is the enjoyment you I have. I know. And I, I think I enjoyed it a little less because I think I was also, I already know all the good parts. Now that I think about it, I was think I was like, oh no. That wasn't great. Oh, no. Gray's not going to. I think I was also worried about like, I'm like, oh, (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I had such high expectations. And I was like, oh, no, he's not going to like this. (laughs) And you were right. Turns out. Um, So, yeah, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I like it. I need you guys to like it. Um, Did you say yours? Your sit through still a five? Still a five. Allegra? It was still a five. Appropriate. I'm going to keep it at a four. I bumped it up to a three. Does it hold up? I brought down to a four. I'm key. I brought up to a four. Yeah. Yeah. And can I follow? I kept at a 10 because I, again, I was really not confused the whole time. Again, and again, that could just be because I've seen this a gazillion times, but that is my experience. I could follow it. I'm keeping at an eight because I also think it's confusing. Uh, I agree with Gray about just like driving to LA in the middle of a school day. Um, also when she was like, Aaron was driving her home and he smooched her and she got out and 
Jesse Bradford was there and saw, and she was just like, he's my boyfriend. I'm like, okay, that all tracks. You know, he's sad. He sees it with the boyfriend. And then she's like, I broke up with him. I want to be with you. And I'm like, ah, maybe your reaction was could be like, whoa, you broke up with your boyfriend for me? But I feel like his reaction, it was weird that he was still butthurt. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think that's that weird. You're like a little shitty yeah, that's, teenager. Yeah, that tracks for high school. <laughs> right. Whatever. I'm like, yeah. I'm still keeping at an Angst. eight um, okay. for the most part, just because of the whole Any three bonus weeks, points. Three weeks to put a routine up. Like, I'm not trying to knock it too hard for unrealisticness. It's still an eight. I'm just like, okay, whatever. whatever. Um, bonus points. I'm definitely going to give one, but I want to figure out my reason my little pull out i'm just trying to think if there's anything we didn't talk about the after credit scene is cute yeah i'm sure gray has a fun fact about that because i know a fun fact about it um yeah i guess maybe i'll just give it to the opening the opening yeah, song give it like, to the opening i'll give it to the closer <laughs> yeah like we didn't really i mean we touched on it a tiny bit with carly but like that is iconic i feel like most people know at least some of the words to it. Like you, Allegra, you at least know some of the words, even though you didn't uh, like go out of your way to memorize. I know it. like a couple. I know I'm still big red. I know I'm um, sexy. I'm cute. I'm, I'm popular, popular to boot. boot. I'm bitching. Great hair. The boys all love to stare. Yeah, that's what I'm. I'm giving it to the opening cheer. I swear I'm not a whore. <laughs> that did annoy me. We cheer but and we <laughs> leap. We yeah. act like we're on speed. Hey, this cause we're beautiful, but we don't like you either. We're cheerleaders. We are cheerleaders. Roll call. Okay, so you know most of the yeah. words. <laughs> I'm like, if you're sitting, I'll pick up a few things here and there. Yeah. But I feel like we act like we're on speed is the, f I've heard that for the first time yesterday. Oh, really? I was like, what? <laughs> it, okay, this is a very 2000s movie. I don't think we ever talked about how 2000s it is. Yeah. From it opening up with like a girl is naked. Ah, outrageous is very 2000. The outfits. I mean, it's like a bad dream. That's a common bad dream though. I thought that was I had a good. I had a yeah. dream where I was naked literally the night before. I did yesterday. But like <laughs> to open a movie oh my God. to open a movie with that is very 2000s. Yeah. Um the outfits are all insane. The hair we talked about the is bug. disgusting. Yeah, the BW bug. That's part of the hold up score for me is just like, yeah, it's like Yeah. It's very of its time. Very of its time. 100%. So Final score with the bonus points okay. is 65. Okay. Which I That's think lower than I expected. Fine. I get I'm it. Fine I think it. I think I needed Gray to get tracks. a 27, actually. Gray <laughs> to get like a 14. Yeah, wait. So, Holland, can you score the final as we yeah. lead into Christmas? Can you do the yeah. final scores, and I will read Let off the trivia that I have. Oh my god, Grace scores so, so fucking. So it high. was a budget of eleven million, box office of ninety point five. Smash mouth. <laughs> yeah. There was a Smash Mouth song in this. Um, the movie. film's depiction. The film's depiction of cultural appropriation was informed by writer betting, whatever her first name is, Bettinger's experiences as a white writer covering hip-hop artists at music magazine uh, yeah, spin must... a predominantly mm. white publication 
She said, having seen white kids emulating hip hop moves at those competitions, the cheer competitions, I thought, well, what if? I started asking questions until I got to, what if the best team in the country had been stealing their routines? What if that squad they'd been stealing from finally came to show up and compete for their crown? Um, during the filming scene, uh, when they were all driving to the football game, a driver angry that the film's motorcade was making him late for dinner attempted to drive the camera truck oh off God. the road. It appears the character of Les is just an overly cautious driver who keeps checking his side mirrors. In reality, actor Hunter R- Huntley Ritter is really watching the man with road rage. Get oh my God. Um, of all of the cheerleaders featured, only Kirsten Dunst, Rene Bell, and Brandy Williams were still teenagers during filming at 17, 19, and 18, respectively. Everyone else was in their 20s, Gabrielle Union being the oldest. And she at still 27. has not aged a day. Like, she still looks young, much younger than that in this movie. It's the dimples. <laughs> yeah. Um, and finally, the vintage rock t-shirts that Cliff wears throughout the film are actually from director Peyton Reed's extensive oh, wow. personal collection. This felt like a, yeah, he's really cool because he, like, he's really into the clash and all cool guys are in the <laughs> clash, right, guys? <laughs> I feel like that holds, like, that's such, that's- like, a emo hipstery teenage dude is like yeah i like the clash but at least he wasn't an asshole about torrance not knowing who they were he was just like puzzled by it listen i i was that in high school yeah like don't get me wrong yeah (laughs) yeah i mean that's that then there's the facts oh well i know so the choreographer was the singer of that oh mickey you're so fine song which is why they did that in the ending credits because they like did that as a surprise i think for her because she the choreography for the movie for the movie not the, the choreographer movie. Uh, in the movie no for the movie the choreographer <laughs> like, that guy not sing mickey <laughs> the choreographer for the movie was the original singer of that oh gotcha. mickey you're so fine song and so that's why they did that thing at the end yeah very cool Scores as we enter into our final three movies we're doing. Um, I have 9.56. Allegra has 9.66. And Gray has 10.71. So Gray has over 100 points more than both of us. But so I won. For Allegra. So I think Gray, Gray is officially wins. the winner. I'm not getting a hundred. Even if you got a hundred, you wouldn't you win. You need a hundred and four. Yeah. I'm not getting a hundred and four points. Yeah. And I would need a zero. You would need a negative four points. Yeah. <laughs> so Gray is the official winner. Fuck, going fuck you, into, Max Verstappen. Oh, going awesome. into la Latchkey Sibs. Hey, Allegra, give me your fucking worst. Actually, Allegra might actually have nine... 67 because clock stoppers did get an extra point so let me update that right now well actually so that should give you more motivation to only choose good christmas movies yeah so no so one has to watch us... it yeah good news everyone we will not be watching christmas with the cranks this year thank fucking yes. christ um yeah, think of the the listeners okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i think our listeners like it when we're in pain our cousins, Michael, does. Yeah. 
Blah, yeah. Blah. Um, yeah. but let's wrap up. Um, yes. That was Bring It On. Next week is Follow Lala Latchkey Sibs Draft. And yeah, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok <gasps> at Latchkey Sibs. Please check our Instagram stories every Friday so you can vote on our scores. And yeah, that's all she wrote for today. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.